I'm Libby Rothschild, former clinical dietitian who transformed into a full-time virtual business owner. It was only one year ago when I made $55,000 a year in my clinical job. And now I make $100,000 a month being my own boss. And you can do this too. My clients, who are all female dietitians and students, started from zero and created six-figure, multi-six-figure businesses by following my proven method. And they've all been guests on air. My proven method shows you how to attract cash paying clients using social media marketing strategies that work. You don't have to guess, waste time, or hold yourself back when you follow my step-by-step method. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away. If you are ready to take Instagram seriously and use this platform as a business tool, download my free Instagram guide. I walk you through part of my proven methods so you can start taking action and attracting your ideal client via social media marketing. Grab my freebie found on my website or show notes at LibbyRothschild.com. Welcome. I'm here today with Liz Bissell, registered dietitian nutritionist dedicated to restoring fertility and health in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome, also called PCOS. As a woman who has struggled with getting her own PCOS under control to get pregnant, she understands how frustrating it can be to feel powerless over your own body. Using her science and nutrition background, as well as her own experience with learning how to best manage PCOS using diet and lifestyle changes, Liz developed her Restore Your Fertility one-on-one coaching program. Liz's program provides a four-step framework that is individualized to each and every client based on their specific nutrition and hormone needs. Through Liz's one-on-one coaching program, she works to empower women with PCOS to overcome infertility using nutrition and lifestyle to live a happy, healthy life with PCOS. Welcome, and if you could just let us know where we can find you on social media and your website. Yes, thanks for having me, Libby. Um, My website is uh, lizbisselwellness.com and my social media, I'm on Instagram at PCOS.fertility. Fantastic. I love the handle. Excellent handle choice. Thank you. (laughs) With your help, of course. (laughs) It's it's a really solid handle. Um, If you could just start off by telling us a little bit about your nutrition philosophy. I love how clear you are with your method. And if you could just talk about how, like, you know, what you believe in and and how you help women specifically. Yeah, absolutely. So I am all about sticking with kind of what's realistic for you. So I think in our culture of immediate gratification, it's so easy to see, especially with Instagram, there's, you know, the pictures constantly in your face of what, what's worked for someone um, else. And I think that leads us to wanting to try bad diets and strict diets. Um, But the truth is that Often what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the other person. That's why I'm all about customizing a healthy diet to fit a client's lifestyle. And that's ultimately to make them most successful long-term. I like to think of nutrition, you know, kind of like finding your your love partner in your life. Characteristics that make someone happy are gonna and, and successful in their marriage are gonna be different for every single person. So um, it's never 
that black and white answer that we want, it's generally falls in that, that gray area. I I love that. And that's how you help women is you identify that gray area and customize it with them specifically with PCOS and fertility. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you found anything with like fertility in regard to your philosophy that has been different or unique with helping your clients? Um, I think it's a very touchy subject. You know, I think women get very emotional and rightfully so. It's a very vulnerable position to be in. Yeah. But I think that makes it all the more unnecessary to talk about those things because I think sometimes we can be, you know, especially with really vulnerable topics, we can often just you know, keep those things bottled up and not get the resources we need. Um, but that's why we need resources to help us, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so what your position on social media, which we'll get all into is even more important because the women out there that need help with fertility, especially with the condition of PCOS, uh, they need to know they're not alone. And so by you creating content, you're providing a resource for women around the world. And then when you help them, you can identify that gray area, right? Based on your philosophy, which is um, individualized for every single woman and her condition with PCOS and how you can help her find happiness with her lifestyle. Absolutely. If you can talk about what helped you focus your message, because it is so clear and create this four-step framework to support the women who you serve. Yeah, I think it often goes back to, if I'm ever kind of veering off, I always go back to, you know, why I got started, Um, which is obviously I struggled with infertility and managing my own PCOS. So when it comes to focusing my message, I like to think about, you know, what kind of resources would I have wanted during that struggle? So, you know, throughout that process and throughout, you know, the exploration of, um, you know, designing my four-step framework, I was able to really find some great research. And, you know, through my Instagram posts, I was able to see kind of what resonates with my ideal clients. And, you know, getting feedback from my one-on-one coaching calls, my insights from my Instagram posts and direct messages all help me kind of hone in on my message and find out, number one, what are, you know, my ideal clients struggling with, but also, um, you know, what can I help them with? What can I focus my message to better support them? And I have to say, you've done such an incredible job at immediately taking action and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to create the forum and community to accept these messages and, and understand your, your um, niche more clearly. So if we were to take it back to when you first started with this fertility and PCOS niche and, and solving this problem, how did you, in those beginning stages, what gave you what, kind of the encouragement or confidence to get people to listen to your message in the earlier stages before it was as clear as it is now? Because we, we always start from zero. <laughs> right. I think just being vulnerable, you know, was a big part of it. Um, being vulnerable and consistent. I mean, that was a big thing. And I think people really started listening, especially when it came to um, understanding that you can manage PCOS and help your fertility with nutrition and lifestyle. I think a lot of times conventional medicine doesn't use that um, approach very often. So I think it's a relatively new approach when it comes to 
um, women who are struggling with infertility but haven't heard those things in their regular OB offices or their or the fertility clinics. It's it's not being used as much. So I think a lot of women are starting to really ask questions and wonder kind of why they didn't start with this. So definitely getting their feedback and you know hearing their questions out has been super helpful. Yeah. And I, I love how you're, you know, very business minded in a sense of when those conversations happen, you're able to pull from them and use that in your content because that it makes a lot of sense. It helps you attract more of that type of person and solve those problems on a deeper level. Have you found that between DMs or, or actual clients, uh, what has helped you define and refine your message the most? Or is it just a combination of, of picking up on various conversations related to the problem solve? Yeah, I think it's definitely a variety. I think, um, you know, using my, my DMs and my insights and comments, but also, um, you know, people want to know new research, you know, what's going on out there. And a lot of people struggle to understand new research. So we often hear, you know, the mainstream media conveys it one way and it's easy, like I said, you know, before it's easy to take that at face value and think, oh my gosh, I now I have to incorporate this into my diet or I have to cut out XYZ because that, you know, article said this. So I think also um, digging into that is super helpful for people and making that really digestible information for them and realistic. So they're not just trying to do a million new different things every time a new research article comes out. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you being that resource and, and cutting edge for them makes them trust you. Right. So that's also important too, because like you said, the vulnerability, the trust, the resource, solving their problems and staying relevant in those conversations is what's going to get them to be attracted to that, the services that you offer to provide a solution for them. Definitely. Yeah. And if you could reflect a little bit on when you started out versus now, how you approach social media, like any, any part of your journey you want to share. Yeah. So when I think about when I started out, well, about a year ago, I, well, not a, last summer, I guess I should say midsummer, I was working as a sales dietitian for a home infusion company. So I was teaching patients and family about their tube feeding and just a completely different avenue. But, you know, at that time, my position was transitioning into something that I didn't really enjoy anymore. And so I, in, at the same time, I was turning 30 um, and I really was kind of reflecting on my life. And I knew that obviously I wanted to get pregnant. I wasn't pregnant yet, um, but I knew that once I was pregnant and when we started a family, I wanted a flexible job where I could either work from home or, you know, just have a more flexible um, routine with my job. So and with my current position at the time, it just wasn't really going to work out. So after much conversation with my husband, we decided, you know, I decided to take the leap and really kind of go off on my own. So, you know, when I first started, I really had no direction. I was just kind of posting what I ate that day or, you know, whatever it may be. I didn't have a lot of direction on Instagram and um, I think you've said this before, when you're serving everyone, you're serving no one. So yeah. yeah, I had a lot of things to say about nutrition. I just really had no framework or guidance on how to best share, convey 
my message. Um, and I had a lot of different messages. So it didn't really, it was more geared towards, I think, family and friends at that point before I started to work with you. But since obviously I've worked with you, it's, it's changed dramatically. Um, I gained a ton of knowledge and understanding about the importance of niching down and learning about what kind of information my ideal client is looking for and really turning myself into a resource, which is what builds, you know, followers and engagement. Um, so that's definitely more so where I am now is, is being niched down and, you know, understanding what type of value I need to provide in order to be successful. Fantastic. And in addition to being a resource, how has that helped you or translated into sales? Yeah. So as I've, you know, built engagement and, and again, I think before when I first started out, I was more geared towards how many followers and, you know, the, the vanity metrics, right? Yep. Now it, it's not so much that it's, you know, what posts and what content is really resonating and turning, you know, into sales. So, you know, from which posts are and content are leads booking sales calls and, you know, using that information to really continue to hone in on, you know, helpful content for um, potential clients. Fantastic. Yeah. And that process of looking at what's working and how to repeat it, does that the outcome is sales? Yes. And it's something that it's obviously still, still in the works as far as building sales and continuing to hone in on those skills of learning which content it resonates the most Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and solving those, those pain points for my ideal clients. So um, definitely getting a lot of engagement and a lot of interest. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of time until that continues to build up my sales. Absolutely. And you're on the right track as far as looking at all of those collection of information between insights and directly like sales calls and then, you know, landing clients from certain content. It is a process, but for those of you who are listening, when you're able to analyze it like a business, that's when it works. Uh, it, it gets better with time, but if you don't look strategically, then you're not using Instagram as a business tool and you're missing the opportunity to increase your impact and income. Um, so I hope those of you listening, listening to Liz's story are inspired by how Liz has been able to turn this into a business tool. Now, if you could talk a little bit about the types of clients that you work with um, and just the evolution of your niche. I know that you mentioned you reflected on your story and that's helped you. And um, was that easy? <laughs> Can you talk about that process of, you know, I know when I first met you, you did like food blogging, right? Mm -hmm. So what helped you uh, really, was it just reflecting on your story or what helped you decide that women with PCOS was something that you felt connected to serving? Yeah, I think I didn't quite even, you know, I'm a pretty private person to begin with. So when you and I had our initial conversation, I don't think it really even dawned on me that that would be something that other people would be interested in hearing about. And I think a part of me was a little nervous about sharing that information. But once I was able to, you know, we had our, the conversation, I think it really only, only took, you know, I think I had one other idea of a niche, but I think it only took, you know, one time to really 
have us come to um, the conclusion of PCOS and infertility for me to really, you know, think to myself, yeah, th this does almost feel like home, like some, you know, an area that I'm really passionate about because it's affected me personally. Sure. Um, and because I feel like there is so much room to grow. There's so many women that need resources in this area. I just kind of felt like a, a great fit. So once I, you know, discussed with my husband, as far as what we were able, what we were comfortable sharing, then it really was kind of smooth sailing from there, kind of bit the bullet. And from there, it was, you know, as far as how it evolved, I, I had an idea initially of, you know, what I thought my approach was going to be with, you know, addressing PCOS and infertility with nutrition and lifestyle. But, you know, it's even over the last six months, it's evolved tremendously, my take on it. And I think that just goes to show, you know, I'm still learning as, you know, a woman with PCOS. So I think that that's important for people to see too, that no one's perfect and it's going to continue to, you know, evolve with time. But I feel like yeah. that's, that's only normal. It is only normal. And I think it's great that you got started. And I love how fast you've been like such a fast learner. You pretty much said, I have a conversation with my husband, had it sink in, and then I did it, right? And some women, some clients and some listeners take six or 12 months or, or years and years to allow themselves permission to, you know, test a niche and put it out there in the market. And even if you evolve your niche, I know you're, you're good with yours. I still think it's better to just do it than to not do it. So for those right. of you listening, it is possible to figure this out faster than you might think. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think I was, you know, once you had kind of honed in on that in our conversation, I was like, wow, I didn't even think about, you know, how much it affected me personally. I think it just really hit home and it didn't take much for me. I think it took more for my husband to get comfortable with sharing some of that information, but I was, I was on board pretty much right away. Yeah. And, and I love that you respect his buy-in because it's obviously you're telling a mutual story, right? So when you're telling a story and involving him and he has the support, it helps you continue, you know, your, your journey and be able to do so in an authentic way because you have to be supported too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was definitely needed. So needed his support. So I'm glad we were able to kind of once we clarified what we were both comfortable with, it was totally fine. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what tips do you have for the listeners about building the know, like, and trust? I know we talked about vulnerability with your story. Are there any other specific examples that has helped you on your journey? Yeah, I think consistency is huge. I, I knew about consistency prior to you know working with you, but I didn't. Obviously, I wasn't niched down and really didn't have any direction. And once I started taking Instagram seriously as a business tool, consistency just became more like mandatory, mandatory. I thought of it almost more as a business. And so it, I think when you show up consistently, it really helps build that, you know, trust factor. You're, if your potential clients and followers see you show up every day, I mean, they're, they're going to know you're there for them. I mean, that builds the trust when you only show up every now and then they don't know they can trust that you're going to be there providing you with the information they need. So I think that's a huge one. In addition to, like I said, vulnerability. I mean, no one wants to see a perfect picture of you every single day that no one can really uh, relate to that. So I think 
and being vulnerable as difficult as it may be <laughs> is really key. Yeah. And I think that's so important, just the consistency and showing up. And I love what you said. How are they going to trust you if you pop in every other Tuesday? <laughs> right, right. And speaking of vulnerability, are you comfortable sharing a little bit about how, you know, your niche and the problem you solve is fertility for women with, with PCOS and on your, in your business, you have become pregnant. Can you talk about that experience and how that's affected your ability to relate to your audience and your experience with your clients? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for the first half of my pregnancy, I was, because women with PCOS are more prone to miscarriage and, and things like that, I was very guarded about sharing that information. Um, and so it was kind of a private thing, at least for the first half of my pregnancy, but I got to a point where I was very excited to share that information because I think it just gives hope to um you know, my followers and my, all my ideal clients. So I'm hoping, you know, it's a fine line in the fertility realm of sharing that information, but also you don't want it to become something, you know, I don't want to get away from my initial ideal clientele. So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. I have had a lot of some interest and questions about navigating PCOS through, you know, with being pregnant, which I think is a really cool piece that I didn't really even anticipate. So I'm excited to start kind of trickling in some of that helpful information. And hopefully that'll resonate with, you know, women that are pregnant and also trying to get pregnant as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all a part of the journey and stuff that your ideal client is excited about because that's where she wants to be. So you exploring that is helping inspire her for her journey. Yeah, definitely. And I will say that, you know, Going back to vulnerability, um, you know, when we first got started coaching, I was a little nervous about giving, you know, having someone trust me and trust my expertise when I wasn't pregnant yet. I think that was kind of a hard hurdle for me to get over, but your coaching definitely helped give me the confidence to just, just get started and do it and trust yourself and trust your expertise as a dietitian. So I think I kind of just started posting with the confidence that as if I was already pregnant <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I, I got pregnant within, you know, probably a month of starting to work with you. So it was just kind of funny timing of everything. So, and I didn't realize that, that you had gotten pregnant within a month because you didn't announce it until, you know, you and your husband obviously felt comfortable announcing it. But it's, it's really an incredible story because it's like you decided to become more clear and, you know, get yourself out there in such a, a good business way with checks and balances. And then it all falls into place at the same time, right? Absolutely. I totally believe in timing. And I think it just goes to show you when you take care of other parts of your life, you know, so I knew I needed some guidance when it came to business and I think it was almost therapeutic also to be sharing this information and becoming a resource for these women so I think it kind of killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, it was kind of amazing timing wise. Yeah, that is amazing. And how does that make you feel? Is that like more satisfying than, a, you know, maybe a different job you've done or how does it feel to create that experience on your terms? It's a great, I mean, it's, it hits home obviously, because it's something that I, I experienced. So I, yeah, it's, it feels amazing. And I just hope to continue to evolve and be become a 
you know, a greater resource for these, these women. You absolutely will. And also with you sharing your story and your journey, as you feel comfortable, it only just, it builds the know, like, and trust, right? With them to see that, uh, that you're, they're not alone, right? Right. That they're not alone and that you're there with your personal and professional experiences helping them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, A couple more questions about the then and now, because I think that some listeners uh, who are tuning in might not understand some of the when you were at zero moments. Can you? <laughs> I know, I know they're, they're fun to talk about, but there's when too you, many. There's too many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. And so when you look at how, I know you said it before, so maybe we'll just highlight this again what your Instagram feed looked like before you had clarity to what it does now. You mentioned it was personal, family, and friends, hodgepodge, which is typical, right? I had the same, same kind of situation. How would you say, what's the biggest difference of how it's looked then and now? Well, I think now when you go, I mean, we kind of talked about what it looked like before, very kind of random and food, you know, just random pictures of food and such. But now, I mean, it takes about two seconds of scrolling through my my feed to really understand what type of message, or at least I hope that it's rather clear of what message I'm trying to um, convey and also what kind of problems I'm trying to solve. And so really every post is revolved ideally around solving some type of pain point or um, resolve some type of problem that my ideal clients or that I struggled with when I had, you know, PCOS and infertility. Um, so I think now when you go and you look at my post, you'll, you'll see number one, more of me, but just more focus, more value in each of my posts than I had before. Absolutely. I think your message is super clear. And within two seconds, I know exactly what you're doing and what problem you're solving. And that is truly um, a sign of good marketing. Um, you're adding that value and that's what hooks in those women or whoever your ideal clients are is your ability to, to solve their problems. And I know that you're doing a good job just by the way you talk about it and by the amount of people who are engaged in and buying from you. So those are all, all good signs. And can you just talk about the process of creating IG content? Yeah. So I, I mean, initially I didn't quite, it was just like random pictures, like I said, but once I started working with you and having some type of guidance and framework to follow that was really huge so again understanding what the pain point is that I'm trying to solve and how to convey it in a clear manner where it doesn't take a lot to figure out what I'm trying to say so that's really kind of what it comes down to I used your fa- your framework and you know or at least I tried to in in most of my posts and that's definitely evolved with time. And, but yeah, the main thing is just trying to solve a problem because if you're not, then you're not really providing any value. Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't have said it better. And what helps you stay motivated with limited time or even now, you know, you being pregnant and all that, like how do you kind of balance uh, all of those changes with still running and, and growing a business? Yeah, I think when it comes to staying motivated, um, I try to just return to my why, you know, I, and I allow myself some grace with, you know, someday I think it's unrealistic to think that every day you're going to wake up and be go, go, go. And, you know, super motivated, there are going to be bad days. And I think as long as you approach that with a realistic mindset, then you'll be able to get back on the horse 
the next, you know, the next day or even, you know, the next half hour after that. Um, so allowing myself grace in those time periods has been helpful. And um, I think when it comes to staying motivated, getting things done in limited time frames, I generally ask myself two questions. And um, the first one being what needs to get done right now? And what can I get done to make me feel most successful? These two questions I generally feel help me prioritize between what I want to get done and what I need to get done in a timely fashion. So when I've got a long to-do list and I know that it's, I've kind of set myself up to not be able to get all the things done, those are the two questions that really help me kind of stay on track. I'm obsessed with that. I feel like I want to turn that into an Instagram post. That was really (laughs) helpful really practical tip of how you can look at your day and reframe, even if you're having a a crappy moment and and really get yourself on the right track. I I love those simple one, two, two tips, right? One or two step tips. Yes. Cause I mean, we're, I think, especially um, some of us that are type A, I think it's easy. I love my to-do list, right? I love to write out to-do lists, but they'll end up being a mile long and it's like, well, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to get through all of this, you know, today. So what needs to happen right now or, you know, what needs to happen in order for me to feel good about, you know, finishing off my day? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you could talk just a couple more questions here about your, your fears, actually, we're going to skip that one, Liz, because you already talked about that. So I'm going to have that edit out. Um, what advice do you have for other dietitians who struggle with niching down or if they're struggling with making progress and, and just moving forward in their business? Yeah, I think with niching down, um, from just the experience of niching down with your help, I think it's not so much about obsessing over what to niche down to. I think it's more about the actual action of niching down. Just get started on something that hits a personal chord with you and just know that you can always shift your niche from there. Um, as Ross says in, in Friends, you can always pivot at a later time. Um, and I think pivoting in your niche is, is normal. So, you know, just knowing that, I think action is, is the biggest thing you can do. I think sitting on information and it just doesn't get you anywhere. So just, you know, doing and taking action is the best thing you can do for yourself. I love that. And I will say from my experience, a lot of dietitians like think that it's the problem is that they're not sure if they're going to choose the right niche, but the truth is that the issue is the inability to take action, right? The fundamental core issue is just doing it, right? Because it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if you evolve, but if you don't do anything, then you don't give yourself the opportunity to evolve. And then you're not serve. you don't give yourself the ability to get more reach and serve more people. So it all starts with taking action, imperfect action, as uh, Sheryl Sandberg says. Yes, definitely. And so what's next in your business? What, what can we expect from you? Well, at the current moment, um, with being, you know, expecting baby in midsummer, I'm kind of trying to figure out some ideas, um, as far as how can I continue to provide valuable content while I take a short maternity leave. So whether that be an ebook or a cookbook, so I'm, you know, kind of exploring some options there, but, Also, I I mentioned this before, um, sprinkling in some content and kind of, you know, delving more into managing PCOS while you are pregnant. I think that's an interesting um, little 
little niche in and of itself that could use some resources. So might kind of explore more options there. But other than that, I'm just looking forward to continuing to build my confidence with my one-on-one coaching clients. Fantastic. So continuing to show up, do your thing, be a resource and uh, grow in your, in your company and evolve, right? Yes, definitely. Taking, taking that action. Thank you so much. If you could just remind us all where to find you on social media as we wrap up so that everybody can follow and send you messages and let, let you know how much this episode impacted them. Yes, I am on Instagram at PCOS.fertility. Fantastic. Thank you for listening. The next step to continue pursuing your journey includes applying to my next group program. You can find that on my website under group coaching and apply. You can also grab my free workbook. Also listen on my website and go through the exercises so that you can get more clear with your marketing plan, which is going to help you get one step closer to creating the money and impact that you deserve.